0: This is Scott Walker. Thanks for joining us for a special edition of our podcast, Freedom Fighters, this week's Christmas, so a little something different. The way to walk through demanding times is to grip my hand tightly and stay in close communication with me. Let your thoughts and spoken word be rich-flavored with trust and thankfulness. Regardless of the day's problems, I can keep you in perfect peace as you stay close to me. These words were part of an email I received just a few days after becoming the first governor in American history to win a recall election. See, at the time, a friend had had read this devotional on the day before that recall election, and he thought it would be a good reminder to me had I, I lost the election. Reading the email a few days later, I was thankful that it didn't seem to apply to me. Still, I took a closer look at the words and specifically the typeface on the attachment. It seemed familiar. You see, it looked just like the book Tonette and I read each morning. So I picked up our copy of Jesus Calling and turned to June 4th. Sure enough, it matched. It was from that reading. You see, I'd missed the, the devotional reading that particular day. It was the day before the recall election, and I was on a bus tour traveling around the state of Wisconsin had forgotten to bring my copy with me. As I looked at the words, it was clear to me it would have been a powerful message, particularly if we lost the election. Thankfully, I thought, it just didn't seem to apply to me. I didn't give it another thought until later at the end of the week. That's when we received another interesting email. This time it was at my office in the state capitol. My assistant, who'd been with me for nearly 20 years, came in and told me that she thought I really needed to read the email that had come into the general account. The note came from a woman who wrote to me about her brother, Pat. He and his family had had met me the Sunday before the recall election at what we call a dairy breakfast. You see, in June... It's actually quite an extraordinary thing. Every weekend, there's counties all across the state that hold breakfast on the farm events during Dairy Month. Uh, so this dairy breakfast was up in Marathon County. I remember it vividly. It was in a small town called Brokaw. I had come there that Sunday morning with a couple of friends traveling around the state and really enjoyed the time there. Each of these breakfasts uh, typically have thousands of people. Uh, They often have pancakes or bacon and eggs and plenty of cheese and milk and ice cream and other dairy products. And so that particular Sunday was the Sunday before the recall election. Her brother, Pat, had, had been eating pancakes at the breakfast, when they'd heard that we had arrived and as it turned out he was a big supporter so they got up with their entire family to come meet us by where the truck pulled up by the barn after greeting me she said that pat had told his family that he was really looking forward to casting a vote for me two days later on election day so i read this i thought well what a wonderful email little did i know how dramatically the story would change Pat's sister went on to tell me that he got up early on that Monday morning, the day after we had met at the dairy breakfast. He got up early, really early to milk his cows with his 13-year-old son. Then came the shocker. Pat fell over that morning and died of a heart attack at the dear age of 53. My jaw dropped. According to the message, Pat stressed to his family how important it was for for them to vote for me in the recall election. So amazingly, despite their obvious grief, Pat's wife and their other two children, who are both adults, honored his memory by casting a ballot that Tuesday. How unbelievably remarkable. I was so touched by this email. Pat's sister concluded by making a simple request. She asked if... uh, if I could somehow send a note of condolences to his widow, her sister-in-law. So that's how it got to me. My my assistant had read the email in the general account, and she was ready. She actually literally came in to me with a, a condolence note that she had ready with their address. And, and instead, as I heard this, as I, I read, she'd printed out a copy of the email. As I read this, and it just sunk in, I thought... I I think I surprised her because I said, I'm not going to write them a note. I'm going to call them, ask her to track down the number for me. Well, I I called. In fact, I waited until I got home. It was near the end of the day. So I took the email copy with me and I went back to the residence. And I remember vividly it was. I was calling, looking out at the circular driveway out in front. And Pat's older daughter answered the phone when I called I explained who I was and expressed my condolences to her. Then I asked for her mother. Not surprisingly, she was in the barn. I I would imagine probably trying to figure out how in the world she was gonna handle milking all these cows. The daughter told me to hold and they went and got her in the barn. And when she got on the line, uh, I told her about how we got connected, the wonderful email from her sister-in-law. I expressed my sincere sympathy to her and her family. Clearly, she was still in shock and probably quite surprised that I was calling to talk about her husband. That alone would have been very emotional. But suddenly, suddenly it dawned on me. The devotion I had read attached to another email, the one earlier in the week, uh, the one where my friend said this would have been a good thing had you lost the election, it dawned on me. The email wasn't for me. It was for her. I, I walked over from where I was standing in the uh, in the front room and walked over to where Tonette and I, his bedroom was at. And I, I went down and by the side of the bed, reached and found my copy of Jesus Calling. Quickly, I, I flipped open to the page for June 4th. That was the day that her beloved husband had died of a heart attack. At this point I was shaking and I, I read the words to her over the phone. The way to walk through demanding days is to grip my hand tightly and stay in close communication with me. Let your thoughts and spoken word be richly flavored with trust and thankfulness. Regardless of the day's problems, I can keep you in perfect peace as you stay close to me. Wow. We both cried. Normally, I, I hadn't missed a day of reading out of that devotional, but but somehow, because of all the chaos and the commotion with the bus tour that weekend leading into that Monday and packing quickly, I, I, had, missed, I had missed reading it on June 4th. And then the friend who made the copy of the devotional for me that day and then passed it on to another friend could have easily skipped passing it on to me since I'd won the election and, and, and then the, the friend who ultimately did could have said, well, you know, it's, it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter because he won it. It doesn't have the same meaning. And certainly I could have just sent a sympathy note after reading the initial email from the sister-in-law, instead of insisting on calling her. None of that, however, was an accident. It was God's providence. This may not seem like much of a Christmas story, but to me, it is such a vivid reminder, a vivid reminder of the importance to listening to what God calls us to do. What a powerful reminder that God loves us so much, so very much, that he gave his one and only son to this world, to you and to me and to all of us. This, more than any other gift we receive or give On Christmas Day, this is the most important gift we celebrate each Christmas. Now more than ever, with the challenges of a global pandemic, feeling joyful might seem a bit difficult this year. With the pain, the suffering, the panic, and the anxiety, it may seem hard to feel Christmas joy. But it's important to remember the words that Christ gave to his disciples near the the very end of his time here on earth. He said to them, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Let us take comfort in the words of Jesus, not only now, but in the coming year and beyond. And let us be open to God's providence during this Christmas holidays time and and really throughout the next year and beyond. My family to yours I wish you a Merry Christmas and a very happy and healthy New Year. And I encourage you to be open to God's providence now and forevermore into the future.